his um, his hair hung down over his shoulders almost like a mane. Like he had like long hair coming off his head. Um, I think that it knew that it was scaring us. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And just darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. I knew what I heard was God. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. Great episode for you today. This one's with Amy. She is a uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch enthusiast. She has done tons of field work, um, goes out by herself all the time, her and her dogs. Uh, wonderful stories, wonderful lady. Um, she has some incidents that she was going to go over with, and she really opens up and shares an encounter story that she had that she was a little reluctant to share. Um, I'm very thankful that she did this. So listen to it, and I, I just hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Big shout out to Benna and John, this week's Patreon subscribers. Thank you guys so much, and I hope you enjoy all the bonus content. And have, you know, have bodies that they study. Um, I don't know. Yep. Of course, but I find it hard to believe that the government doesn't. For whatever reason, they don't acknowledge them publicly, for whatever reason. Yeah, Um, there's so many things. They go into that too, like uh, with giants. You know, I don't know if you get into giants in America. And I haven't really, uh, um, so- because I have such a hard time just wrapping my head around one thing. So, <laughs> yeah. But you can tell me about them. I mean, I'm I'm good with that. Well, I mean, there's just been, you know, historical documents and uh newspaper articles all all through the 1800s and early 1900s of you know recovered skeletons and you know they're nine foot tall or ten foot tall and uh the smithsonian institute would come in and collect it and then you never see it again right right Uh, they had a uh a reclamation act for native americans and even if the native americans said you know that's not that's not ours they were given these these bones and they just disappeared. You know, it, it's just weird. And I I don't know if I think that uh, the Bigfoot theory ties into giants, um, if they're connected somehow. I don't know. But it's just there's some similarities there. Well, definitely the size probably yeah. fits in. I mean, I've heard about the giants. I mean, I've heard they dug some up in Ohio. Yep. Uh, in the... Serpent Mound area, I think it was. Yeah, and here in West Virginia, too, uh, my area, we have 
just huge mounds all over the place. And, uh, you know, they just say it was the mound builders. Or right. The, really? The, yeah, the Adena people. And, you know, they, they've done a little, you know, boring down through the center and struck a giant skeleton. And really? I think he was around eight foot tall for the, the one that's closest to my house. And uh, they just left it. You know, there, there were skeletons on either side of him, and uh, they they checked him out through a camera and just left it alone. Huh. See, I know. See, I live right across the river from Moundsville. Yeah. Um, West Virginia, which, of course, the mound is there, you know, and they know that it's a burial site, and every, I'm pretty sure that they know, you know. I mean, it's a it's a park there in, in the city of Moundsville. Yep. And uh, actually, it's been closed off to the public for years. Um, you used to be able to go and walk up the mound, you know. Yeah. And like a trail going around the mound. And um, you haven't been able to do that for years. So, I mean, it's it's all very interesting. Well, now, where I moved was uh, in Woodsfield, Ohio, which is Monroe County. It's about 45 miles southwest of of my original hometown. And what this area is known for, as, as short a distance as it is, what we have around here are knolls, mm-hmm. which I don't think is the same as a mound. Um, but it's just like, it kind of looks like a mound, only it's just like this bump in the earth. Yep. It's just like this huge bump in the earth, and some are a lot bigger than others. And um, that's actually where my husband and I have a camp. We have a he has property. Uh, he is like uh, I think it's like eighty-five or ninety acres of property, just east of Woodsfield. And um, I mean, I've had some strange stuff happen there. I don't. And think. I know that I know that. You know, it, it's you, sometimes you talk to people and it's hard to believe why why do they why do some people get strange stuff and other people who have been you know on the boots on the ground researching for years and they get nothing. You right. know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. You know, um, but I have had some strange experiences happen in my life, and. Um, I would say that most of them, you know, for lack of sounding crazy, most of them have been a um, uh, pretty odd experiences. You know, stuff that's not tangible. Some stuff that's that is tangible. Um, well, if you don't mind, I would like to uh, go ahead and record it so we can. Put it on the show. Uh, no, I don't mind. No, I, you may decide not to use it, and that's absolutely fine with me. Oh no, I, it's just I'm, nice getting it off my chest. My poor husband puts up with me, <laughs> you know, and he, you know, he he's very good about that. But but yeah, sure. Okay. Well, um, what I'll ask you to do is just introduce yourself. You can uh, you can say where you're at in a general in a general way if you want to. If you don't want to, that's fine. And uh, just go into anything you want to talk about, and I will probably mute my side. That way uh, passing traffic don't get in the way. 
Okay. I'll just jump in from time to time and keep the conversation going. Okay. Now, do you? Can I not use my last name, or you want me to use my last name, or you don't? It have doesn't to. matter because I mean I'm not. It's like like I hide. Okay. I have my own group here, so it's it's fine. So yeah. okay. You don't have to use your last name, but make sure you uh, mention your group and stuff like that. That way, people can get on uh, social media and find you. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Go for it. Okay. Well, hi. I'm Amy Copeland, and I live in Monroe County, Ohio. Uh, it's just about 45 miles uh, east of the Ohio River, and uh, I've been living here for about seven years. Uh, before that, I lived in Shadyside, Ohio, and um, that's actually where most of my experiences uh, with something um, began. Uh, and so, um, and while I'm at it, I uh, started a group here in Monroe County. It's uh, you can check us out on Facebook. It's Monroe County, Ohio, Bigfoot enthusiast. Uh, so, um, I guess to start out, um, I, uh, was always interested in Bigfoot, uh, as a young kid, I remember watching the Patterson film, and then, uh, you know, that kind of, as I got older, um, that kind of went by the wayside until, um, I had children, and I started uh, looking up on the Internet. When the Internet came out in the late 90s, we finally got a home computer, and I remember researching Bigfoot. And the BFRO map came up, and it said, click on a state. So I said, well, for the heck of it, I'll click on Ohio. And when I saw that there were, I don't know how, several reports in Ohio, I about fell off my chair. I was so excited. So that really got me started. And I had always loved the outdoors, always been a person who would hike in camp even by myself. I remember being a teenager, uh, and these are the years that I wasn't thinking about Bigfoot. I was thinking about boys. I would go and camp by myself um, in high school. I would get on. I had a little mini bike. And I would pack my my sleeping bag and uh, a little bit of food, and I would go out and I would spend the night in the woods by myself. Oftentimes, I couldn't even start a fire. Now, I wouldn't do that now if you paid me. So I uh, started, um, I had always camped with my children. That was a cheap vacation for us. And never had any incidents that I knew of with Bigfoot. Um, So I started to uh, camp again by myself. And I went up to Beaver Creek State Park. And uh, I had been on a trail with my two dogs. And we were walking. And as I went down the trail, it's called Gretchen's Lock. And as we were walking, there was uh, a very putrid smell. I I can't describe it, and it was a very short-lasting uh, smell. It seemed like it came and it went. 
And so I I pretty much ignored it and went on down the trail, which was about a mile, maybe a mile and a half. Uh, you get down to a certain point. And uh, though I will say that I felt like I was, I, I felt odd. I, I did feel very odd um, at that point. Uh, Gretchen's Lock is also known to be haunted, but we realized that Many times when places are thought to be haunted is actually possibly Bigfoot activity. We turned back around and headed down the trail and in the middle of the trail was a a footprint. It was uh, probably about, I think it was about 12 inches long, but the crazy thing was, was that it was almost 10 inches wide. And it was just a single footprint, but you could see where it had stepped off the trail and had gone uh, into the grass and over the bank. And there was actually a little island. This this trail um, paralleled Beaver Creek, which is a, a large creek uh, in northern Ohio. So uh, I... I just instantly got so excited and so nervous. And I did not know anything about casting, so I started taking pictures. Meanwhile, I had my dogs with me, which was a German Shepherd and an Akita. Both are pretty fearless dogs, but they ran and left me there on the trail. Um, And I found them in the parking lot. And I myself was very nervous but excited. So I got a lot of pictures from that and I moved on, went back to my campsite. And that night I am uh, actually posting my pictures on Facebook. And I'm sitting there, uh, I am facing the wood line of the campfire in front of me. My Akita is on a table and she's laying on this platform type thing where you have your tent. And my German Shepherd is laying in back behind me in my Jeep. And the Akita, who is really, they're fearless dogs. She jumped up and she faced the woodline. She started to back away. She started whining really hard. And at the same time, I, you know, I looked up from my phone and there were there were two eyes facing me. They were very like a golden uh, yellow. And uh, but what it was was actually whatever there was there. There was two of them because there was one was like on top of the other one, uh, about a foot higher. So if you can imagine. Uh, if you're standing behind a tree and then there's somebody standing behind you and you're peering out at someone, uh, that's what I saw. Uh, it looked like there was actually whatever it was, there was two of them. When I picked up my head and I looked at them and I saw them, they instantly dropped. They either dropped to the ground or they turned, but the eye shine, or the, it, was, it was very, very uh, vibrant. I wouldn't say that it was glowing, but it was very vibrant, and they were very large. Um, people talk about golf, golf ball size eyes. Uh, that's 
probably about the size of them. They were very large. Uh, they instantly disappeared. I don't know where they went, whether they dropped to the ground, but in the meantime, my Akita had gotten gotten caught on one of these boards, and she's trying to get away from this wood line. She's growing a fit. So I had to run up to basically the wood line and unhook her so I could get her into the Jeep. And when I bent down to unhook her, I heard what sounded like something mimicking my dog from the grass, uh, from the high grass and the weeds there where it was just outside of the firelight. And I threw her in the Jeep, and I sat there all night long. Uh, I was scared to death and uh, packed up the next morning, and I left. So that was probably my first experience uh, as an adult uh, with Bigfoot. Now, do you want me to go on? or? Uh, yeah, that's, that's absolutely terrifying. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. I, I think I would have packed up and left that night. Yeah, I would just leave behind whatever wasn't <laughs> wasn't in the jeep. Yeah, if I wasn't so far from home, I would have. Yeah. 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 And, and it was mimicking the sound of your Akita. So, yeah, something. I don't know what it was, but it was. Yeah, it was during the whining, you know, and it was coming from that brush, the high grass there, and. I could see nothing. I mean, I could, there was, there was, as far as seeing things, there was nothing there to see. But there was something making a noise, and it just freaked me out so bad. Uh, And I was also the only one in that part of the campground. Um, There was a camp host across from me, but I don't think he, (laughs) I don't think he would have been much help. So, (laughs) so yeah. That was that was my first experience, and then I I found a, a group here in Ohio that I I reached out to because I was just so freaked out and I wanted to talk about it. I had no one to talk to about it, and so I reached out to a group here in Ohio and I got pretty involved with them. Um, we would do monthly campouts, and although I never really had a whole lot of of things go on uh, while I was in that group. Um, it would be strange things, you know. We would we would be camping out at um, the famous Salt Fork Park, and actually we camped out in a group camp that was outside of the park, so it was even more remote. It was known for activity, and although we never had, I never had much activity there except. I can tell you that we could leave food out on the picnic table and nothing would touch it all night long. Raccoons, nothing would come in and bother this food. It was the craziest thing. One night I did have, well, there were a couple things that happened there. Um, We had um, a couple come in from out of town and they were uh, camping with us. They were bickering and arguing. Uh, way into the night. It was like midnight, and they were just really using foul language against each other, and I think there were drugs involved. I'm not sure, but uh, all of a sudden, you could hear something coming through the canopy of the trees. 
and I, we had, we had a, a, a large rock thrown at us, uh, and I don't blame them. I mean, I mean they were just so loud and obnoxious. Um, about an hour later, there were outhouses, and about an hour later, it sounded like there was possibly like a log or a branch or something thrown very hard at the outhouse. So we did. I guess I did have some. I did. I did have some experiences there. Um, one night, a uh, friend of mine. We were both there, and we were camped off to ourselves. The place that we camped is about probably three quarters the size of a football field. So when they actually threw that rock, they were actually throwing it probably about fifty yards which is pretty hard in the dark, and it was very dark, and there was, like, no lights, no flashlights. Couldn't see anything. So we had stayed up late, and we had um, decided to go to bed, and we just had, like, pots and pans, like, laying on the table. And she went in her tent, and then I went in my tent, and then I just got laid down, and it just sounded like there was this big rummaging through all of our stuff on the picnic table. And I thought, well, she must have gotten up and needed something. So the next day I come out, everything was just like I left it. Uh, and I asked her, I said, did you get up last night? She said, no. And so what that was, I don't know, but I've heard of that before, of them mimicking like strange sounds. Yeah, uh, and then nothing is disturbed. Yeah, um, you know, Ron Moorhead. I'm I'm sure you're familiar with him. He uh, he talked about was camping Excuse out. Me. Oh, you're right. He said uh, when he was camping out in the Sierras that they would hear things like car doors slamming and stuff like that. Right. And they're out in the middle of nowhere. Right. Right. I think I've heard Wes Germer. Uh, say that he and his brother were out before they had their experience. Um, that he and his brother were hunting, and it said all of a sudden it just sounded like a a, a like a bunch of Clydesdale horses running through between them. Yeah. Uh, this noise just came. The sound just came between them, and you know that's that's odd. That's you know that's very odd. Uh, that's one of those, to me, uh, I don't want to call it paranormal (laughs) because we don't really know if they have some sort of attribute that they can, I don't understand it. Right. Uh, but, but, um, it's just very strange and that's not the first time or the only time that I've, that I've heard stuff like that. And that it just, you know, it's like you said, the more you get into it, the less you know. Yeah, that's for sure. What else have you heard? Well, uh, some of the things I've, so I I started kind of going off on my own, and I lived in Shadyside, Ohio, as I said, and, um, you know, hindsight sometimes is almost twenty twenty. And so I, I had these two dogs, and they had to be walked. We had a park, uh, just a little park 
uh, but it was very wooded, and it was connected to the woods that connect uh, the towns around us, if that makes sense. Um, although there's some, you know, the residents scattered throughout there. They're, you know, it's it's it was it's pretty heavily wooded um, on the east and the, the side, or not the east. Excuse me, that would be the river, but. Uh, anyway, to I, you know, I had to walk my dogs, and I remembered having my children up there when they were younger. Now, by this time, my children were in college, and uh, you know, having my children up there, and every once in a while, we would find a deer carcass or some kind of carcasses sometimes in the trees, and I, I never associated it with Bigfoot. I, I, I had. I guess I just didn't think about it much. I thought it was odd. Uh, we would check it out, and we would just we would just move on. So I started thinking about that, and um, so I thought, you know, well, you know, maybe there's, you know, there's something going on here that you know I didn't know about me. And these woods always kind of freaked me out a little bit as a kid. I remember, you know. Uh, going into those woods sometimes and they would always just kind of like I can't describe it I can't really say that I felt like I was being watched I was just always kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies so I (laughs) I decided that I was going to try and set up a recorder and I had a just an old digital recorder uh, unfortunately, I couldn't share it with anybody or anything. But and then I I started setting up these buckets, which I know is a big no no. But I I uh, put in uh, some Ritz crackers and some honey and peanut butter, and I mixed the you know, honey and the peanut butter together, poured it over the Ritz crackers, and I found this hole in the ground that I think was like a filled-in well. It was just deep enough. I could just set these buckets down in there. And so I would set a bucket down in there, and probably for the first three or four weeks, nothing touched it. I'd take it out, put new in there. I'd put it back down in there, reset my recorder, and I went through the whole thing and get anything. And all of a sudden, one day... um. I went up and the bucket was gone. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, anything could have happened to the bucket, but it was completely gone. It wasn't like a raccoon got in it and, you know, grabbed it out of there, ate it. Can't imagine a raccoon toting a bucket with it, but okay. But on the recorder, what I had was some really strange sounds. So I got what it sounded like and uh, all of a sudden it was an ooh sound and you heard something smaller scurrying away you just heard movement through the trees and then the strangest thing we're talking about sounds and how sounds are mimicked and everything it was the sound of a crackling fire now, it could have been anything. I don't know. It could have been the recorder was in a piece of, um, it was covered in a plastic Ziploc baggie. 
which could have distorted the sound also. But it was like the sound of a crackling fire. Then suddenly, it was the sound of roaring, rushing water. Wow. And then there was this, this small, low growl. And then it just cut off. It just, it just, it just cut off. That was it. That was the end of. That was all I got that day. Uh, the whole thing lasted maybe. I want to say, ten to fifteen seconds. Uh, it was, it was, you know, very short. Can't prove anything, and you know, I never was able to have it analyzed or. Uh, now, unfortunately, I set that recorder out again. Uh, I got a bobcat on it, which was a, was a really cool sound. Uh, I guess the bobcat must have been, they must have been mating. I don't know. We're talking, this is right on the edge of town. Okay, this is right, you walk up and there, uh, we have like our football field is there. The city swimming pool is there. Um, these woods are just right on the edge of town. All this is happening just, 50 yards from the wood line. If you would step over the wood line, then you would be on uh, the school's football field, basically. Yeah. So I set it out again. Well, and so the first bucket that I set out came back. Now, that's what really freaked me out, that the bucket... I still have that bucket. I will keep that bucket forever. It came back. And uh, so I I know I sound crazy, but no, this is what happened. So the bucket came back. So, of course, I keep giving them um, uh, Ritz crackers and stuff. And sometimes it would sit there for days and then sometimes it would it would disappear. I put my recorder out again. I put it in the first time I put it, uh, not the first time, but I put it in a log at one point because it was, it was kind of raining pretty bad. And so I put it down in a log, and the log was like hollow. And when I came back to retrieve it, it was out of the log, and the batteries were out of, the, out of it and laying beside the log. Like it had been opened up. But I did find, now let me tell you, I had a hard time opening up the battery compartment. But I did find out that raccoons can smell batteries and they'll go, you know, try to go after them. Now, how they got them out of there, I don't know. But I can't just assume that, you know, the first time when I first found it, I was just in awe. Uh, But. It, now, the recorder still worked and everything. The last time I put the recorder up, I put it in a log, and it got fried. It just totally fried. I still have the recorder. I'm praying that someday I can find somebody that can fix it for me because those sounds were still on there, and I was never able to uh, get them analyzed or have any. I had a couple of people listen to it. I just had no idea why. You know, this was, so this was in the winter. Mm-hmm. And um, so 
I, I know that I like I said, I know this sounds crazy, so I you know, I can't leave my recorder up there anymore, so I start going up there at night. At the same time, uh I was having some really uh stressful things go on in my life. So it was about two days before Christmas and I'm up there really late and I'm on the phone with somebody having a conversation and I'm crying. I'm up, I'm upset. And so uh and I'm just basically walking around aimlessly through this park, okay? And my dogs are just following me along and and uh I hang up the phone and I start to walk up this road that would exit the park. And I have and I, it was cold. So it was 2 days before Christmas and I had a winter coat on with my hood up and suddenly I was struck with something on the side of my head and it 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 hit me hard enough that it stung my face and I took off out of there I mean instantly I just bolted and so when I got to the top of the hill and started Exits Park I kind of tried to regain my composure because I just freaked me out. I just ran. I didn't have any idea what was going on. What I realize now is that my dogs were already gone. They had they they had already gone up to help. Uh-huh. But I didn't notice them. Of course, I was upset and crying. I didn't notice them being, uh, you know, they just kind of wandered around, you know, up there with me. They were they were good dogs. They would never run away or, you know, they just kind of wandered around and sniffed things. And so I got to the top of this hill and I, I was like, yeah, and was, okay, it's going to sound crazy, but these are my experiences. I turned around and I walked back up to the top of the hill and I tried to get back down to see what had hit me. The only thing I could find was a stick that was broken half. Um, I picked that stick up and I'm like, I don't know if this is what hit me, but I'm keeping it. I still have it. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't blame you at all. And that bucket that returned. Yeah. Did it have any kind of? I'm sure you checked it out. Did it have any scratch marks or bite marks? Or- no, but it did have the that on. Like if you would pick a bucket up, not by the handle, but by its, you know, its brim, its lip, you know. Uh-huh. What it does have is some oil on it, like some of that black. It looks like there's some, like black smudges on it, which really? yeah, which I'm heard. I'm sure you've heard that they oftentimes leave some kind of film, yeah. you know, on things like a black oil. It's like a, I don't know what it is, but yeah. So I still have. I, well, I kept that bucket, and I kept the stick. Um, and so, um, I turned around, well, and I, like I said, it sounds crazy, but I said to the wood line, I couldn't see anything. I'm like scanning the wood line. You know, it's dark. I can't see anything. And there's some, there's a huge pine tree there. And the other thing that goes on in this park is that the city will like dump brush and stuff in there. And somebody had dumped a, um, a pretty big size pile pile of mulch. And this is winter time, so the mulch is probably frozen. Um, so I turn around and I 
said out loud to the woods. <laughs> I said, if you're there, you need to let me know you're there. You know, and so I I just turned around and walked home. So I come back up on Christmas Eve and like I said, this is going through a really rough patch in my life. And I'm walking along the road where they have dumped all this stuff. And in this pile of mulch is a footprint. And this footprint is huge. And I just dropped to my knees. I was so excited. Again, I I I really didn't practice casting. Um, so I like... I'm looking at this footprint, and I put a dollar bill out. I don't know. Are you familiar with Tony Merkel? Oh, extremely familiar with Tony Merkel. I've listened to every single episode, I believe. Okay. All right. Well, at this point, I've been talking to Tony and have been on the PSR uh, group for a while now because I was Tony had heard the, the the recordings that I got because I had no one else to talk to about this and I'm like I'm I'm experiencing this stuff I'm losing my mind you know so I scaled it with a dollar bill you know I sent the pictures to Tony I talked to him about it um and so what do you think are they do they understand English uh was this left by a Bigfoot uh it was I can't honestly say that it wasn't there the day I got hit with the stick because it was dark. So I don't know. All right. Hey, um, you're, you're breaking up on me a little bit. It's sounding real digitized. I don't know. If... Huh. Still? Yep, just a, just a little bit. It just happened for like the last sentence or two. I didn't know if somebody was passing me that had some kind of... Hmm. But I'm in the middle of an empty parking lot, so I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I'm just, I haven't moved. I've sat in a same place, so I, I don't. Do you want me to call you back, or? Well, um, yeah. Let me call you straight back and see if that fixes it. Okay. Okay, that's, that's kind of weird. Hold on, I'll call you right back. Okay. All right. One more, one more quick note. Um, Patreon.com. Go check it out. Patreon.com slash The Bump Podcast. I have bonus content, um, full-length video interviews from most of the episodes, you know, as long as everybody agrees to it. You know, if they're fine with it, then I'll put it out there. Um, this episode included, uh, there's bonus content. Amy sent me some pictures. I made it a little video, and I sent it out there on Patreon because I want you guys to see it, what, what she wanted to show you guys. So that'll be available there. Um, new stuff all the time. More and more people are are coming on to it. I really appreciate it. I love all the support. Uh, levels start at just $2 a month. So it, it's not, uh, I'm not trying to get rich here. I'm just trying to put more into the show. And everything I get will wind up back into this podcast in one way or another. So that's patreon.com. You can catch up on past episodes or holler at me to be on the show yourself if you go to thebumppodcast.com. There's an episodes tab to watch all or to listen to all past shows and the holler at me button. Just smack it. 
Come holler at me. Come be on the show, okay? Uh, also, on Instagram, I do a lot of stuff on Instagram. Uh, I use it more than any other social media platform, I would imagine. Uh, but there's Instagram, Facebook. It's still up and running. Uh, please share this show. Share it on whatever social media platform you have because that is the best way to get um, to get out there to you guys and to your friends. Um, we need to keep growing. Help me grow. And the more I grow, the more stories we get to share. Okay? So thank you guys. Uh, I love all the big comments and reviews that have been coming in on uh, on Apple Podcasts and Podbean and stuff like that. I love reading these reviews. You guys have really helped me out a lot. I really appreciate it. Um, again, reach me at thebumppodcast.com or thebumppodcast at gmail. Just shoot me a straight email. Uh, it comes right to me, and I will read it probably within a couple of hours. <laughs> okay? So thanks again for all the love and support, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Yeah, I think that is better. I think I fixed it. Okay. No clue what happened. I've had so huh. many. I've had so many tech issues. Like I couldn't record anything for like three weeks because my computer, uh, the the speakers, didn't just like go out. They were like uninstalled, and the laptop has no recognition of them ever being installed. Really? Yes. I've done all the troubleshooting I could, and I'm not real tech savvy, so I I was Googling everything, and I went through every troubleshooting technique that HP or Windows 10 offered, and I it just it was just gone. So I had to eventually buy a Bluetooth speaker um, and sync it through that. Uh, that's the only thing I could come up with to to fix the problem at least temporarily. And, wow! Uh, over the weekend, even. Um, this app that I use for my phone that I used all through the first season. It uh I was talking to a guy about the paranormal and it quit recording after six minutes. No clue why. Just it, wonder what's going on with all that. I don't know. It it's weird and you know, Tony speaking of Tony Merkle, he uh he has mentioned before about, you know, getting interference every once in a while when they talk about certain paranormal issues and it seems like it's it's just on those topics. Um, I could talk about Bigfoot. Everything's fine. You mentioned Tony Merkel's name, and it starts getting wonky. So That's know. weird. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, I worry about Tony. I, I always pray for him because I know he he delves into some, not that he delves into it, but he interviews some pretty crazy, you know, things that could happen. So. And, you know, um, I've, I've been able to witness some of that for myself now. I've had three different in, instances where things got really weird when we talked about, you know, the paranormal or demonic. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, actually in the last couple of weeks, uh, my kids have said, and my wife have said they've, they've seen something walk around the house. Oh, they my gosh. They don't listen to the show. They don't listen to anything like this. Um, they believe in stuff. But uh, I'm the only one that's, you know, I'm the weirdo. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, 
it's just been getting really weird. And I don't know if it's just that time of year or if it's uh, if something has tried to mess with my phone. I don't know. Wow. That's well. If it happens again, you know, just let me know, and I'll, you know, um, I, I actually was having trouble with my phone yesterday. Uh, when I yeah, I was in Shadyside visiting my daughter, and I was talking to my husband, and we just kept losing each other. So it yeah. could very well be on my end. Okay, so, well, that's reassuring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So you were saying that you sent Tony some uh, some questions, you know, about the the track he found and stuff. Yeah, I you know I was just I I didn't really for lack of having other people to talk to, I had kind of um, distanced myself from this group, and um, so I didn't really have anybody to talk to. And Tony had always been there for me, you know, he'd always listen to me and put up with my so. Um, so, uh, I, like I told you, I had been, um, uh, going through some hard times in my life and it was actually my husband and I had separated and, uh, it was, it was just a devastating time for me. And, um, so, uh, this went on and off for about three years, you know, most of the time there would be nothing happened, but. There were times when I would go up in the park late at night with my dogs, um, and I'm talking it would be dark, um, and uh, I could hear something walking along the hillside paralleling me as I walked out of the park. It's hard for you to imagine because you don't understand what the park looks like. It's actually just a big hill. It's called Hillview Park. And there was a road, there's a road that just kind of winds around this, this hill till you get to the top and there's a couple uh, picnic shelters up there. So, uh, you know, life moves on and I met my husband. Uh, we started dating and um, so I I started spending less time at home, and uh, you know, just a couple strange things had happened. I uh, I came home after being gone for a night, and uh, all my trash cans were thrown into my yard. I had a fence around my yard for my dogs, and all the trash cans were just had been somehow were in the middle of my yard. Uh, I came home one time to, I had a birdhouse on a, like a probably, I don't know, seven, eight foot pole. Uh, the pole was just broken half and thrown into the middle of the yard. It sat off to the side of the yard. And, uh, how that happened, I don't know. And that pole was actually tree's lumber and it hadn't been there very long. It had only been there maybe five or six years and it was it was uh just completely broke off um i i got a i mean just crazy little things i got a uh pizza one time and they had sent me the wrong pizza and so when they brought back my pizza 
they told me just to keep it. Well, it had mushrooms on it. I don't eat mushrooms. So I took it out and I put it in the garbage can that sat outside our fence. I went out to go to work the next morning and the pizza box was sitting on an upside down garbage can and it was gone and the box was just sitting there on top of this garbage can like somebody sat there and ate the pizza. It was gone. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, I mean, I talked to Tony about, I'm like, could it be a homeless person? Could it be, you know? And, um, you know, as far as the recorder goes, he goes, Amy, if it was like a homeless person, they probably would have stole it and tried to get money for it or something, you know? We just went through all kinds of scenarios. He bless his heart. He, you know, he put up with me, you know. So, uh, so you know, it's just ongoing. So this happened like this this next February, and I was I was getting more and more involved with my husband. Um, we were dating, and so um, I am at home, and I'm on the phone with him now. For whatever reason, I didn't know uh, some of the behaviors of Sasquatch. I I kind of got out of it because I was, you know, more interested in in dating and everything. So I am laying on my bed talking to him on the phone, and all of a sudden there is this huge... I thought a support beam had fallen in my basement. The whole house just rocked. I mean, it just it just rocked. Now I'm telling you, I live in a neighborhood, so I'm running around the house while I'm talking to him, saying, "Oh my God, something's you know, something happens. I'm seriously wrong, you know." And I can't prove that, you know. Now I know that that's one of their behaviors. Yeah, is to hit a hit a, and they usually hit where you are at. Yeah, it's very normal for them to hit where you are at, and it was absolutely behind my bed. I mean, it, the whole the whole room shook. Wow. And so, but I didn't know that for whatever reason, I did not know that was one of their behaviors. So, I told him, I'm like, oh my god. So this is February, and um, yeah, I hung up the phone and I went to bed, and my dogs. You know, always slept, you know, on my bed. And, uh, you know, I I just, you know, I was asleep. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, the dogs dogs jump up from a laying position. And there's, you know, I'm like, you know, wake up. What's going on, you know? And they jump off the bed, and they're trying to get under the bed. And <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but there started this tapping on my window. It would be like if somebody had long nails and they were drumming their fingers, you know. Mm-hmm. It was just tapping, just this tapping. And I'm like, um, I don't know who that. I'm, you know, I wasn't about to look at. Yeah. Out. The wind. No, I'm not about to look out the window. And it only went on for a few, like maybe I don't know, five to ten seconds. Not very long. 
I never heard anything after that. That was the extent of it. Um, but I was definitely awake. You know, I, I, you know, I turned the light on. I'm like, oh, my God, you know. The dogs refused to get back up on the bed for the rest of the night. Um, so I got up. I went to work. Um, and um, I started parking out front of my house because I, for whatever reason, I felt uneasy walking through the backyard and um, it was kind of secluded and we had like a parking space in the back. I'm like, no, I just don't feel comfortable because I would have to leave for work while it was still dark. So I come home that night and my neighbor is standing in, in his yard and it had, there was a, there was a, there was a, we had maybe gotten an inch of snow that night. And, uh, he said, uh, hey, uh, somebody was in my yard last night. I said, really? I was letting my dogs out, so I'm just standing in my doorway. And he said, they walked across my yard, and here's the thing, they were in their bare feet, and they were, the he had he used the F word all the time. Okay. He's like and they were it was they were effing huge. Whoever it was was effing huge. And it went right under his daughter's window is almost just across from my window, my bedroom window, where the tapping was. Yeah. And he said it just went over to Shay's window and then it's just that's it. And I was like, I didn't even want to hear it. It just, it just, it just freaked me out so bad. I'm like, I, I don't know. Not that, you know, somebody's playing a trick on me, somebody, you know. And um, I couldn't even deal with, like, asking him more about that, you know, uh, because, and I never did. I never investigated it. I never, because it just freaked me out so bad. So I have no proof that it wasn't somebody that was really, I mean, they have to really go through a lot to try to uh, trick me or, you know, fool me, uh, harass me. Um, They would have had to go through a lot. Yeah, Um, it would be pretty elaborate if that was somebody messing with you uh, right and now i know that that is typical sasquatch behavior yeah you know i've heard before people say you know especially people that gift with them you know that, that try to feed them if you if you stop or if you quit going to those areas you know sometimes they'll come try to find you right Exactly. Yep. And I had stopped because I was too busy with my own life. Right. And I had stopped, you know. So, you know, I guess the next thing I'm about to tell you is that is I can't describe it, only that it's very paranormal for me. And I don't even know that I want it. Um, uh, publicized um it's been publicized and i regretted it um because you know when you look like a fool uh in the bigfoot world you you never lose that 
I, I think I'm pretty much, that's why I told you, you know, you may not want to talk to me. You okay. may not want to, you may not want to uh, publicize this or put it on your show because I don't think I have a very good uh, reputation. Well, and I'm it's not... because I told this story. But it's okay. You can share. You can share if, if you want to. I have no problems putting it on the show. Uh, I promise. Well, it's a strange thing, and I never really, I've never really heard anybody. People have encounters with these things all the time. Right. But this was. This was. It was so ghost-like, so quick, so that... So, the other place that I walked was down by the Ohio River. And I had found things down there. I found a deer one time uh, laying in high grass, and it had had... I thought it was decapitated at first glance. Now, my dogs would have been all over that, but they took one sniff and they backed up away from it. The back leg was torn off and then the neck was broken. The deer's head was actually laying over its back. Yeah. Now, what we don't, I mean, we may have small black bears, you know, around, you know, our area and stuff, but I don't know, really have any idea. I guess a pack of coyotes might have been able to do that, but there were no, it wasn't a bloody scene is what I'm saying. It was just the deer's hind leg was, its left hind leg was torn off and its head was laying on its back. Its neck was definitely broken. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I thought that was pretty strange, but this was another place that I had had uh, walked my dogs and kind of had some strange stuff, but I don't trust myself. So so I'm walking down this trail and it's just dusk. This just happens just maybe a week after the window tapping. And I have my dogs, and I hear something. Now, this is, you know, we've got ball fields. I'm not walking along woods. I'm walking along a community park where there's ball fields and basketball courts. and, And then across from that is an old uh, casket factory. Um, that where the brush and stuff is just trying to let go. And then in between those two things are railroad tracks. I'm walking along this park and I hear this big commotion uh, up by this old casket factory. I hear something. And I turn around to look at this. Or what, you know, what was that? Now I know my my dogs were gone. The dogs had turned around and gone back to our vehicle. 
when I turned back around to head down the trail because I didn't realize the dogs were not around. And this is going to sound crazy. And I swore I would never tell this story again. But what I was facing was hair. I was facing a torso. And I can can see it to this day. I mean, I can see everything. The thing was massive. I just... I heard a report of somebody saying it was like a refrigerator on legs, an industrialized refrigerator on legs, and I can I can identify with that because he, and I say he, he had debris uh, all down his left side, mud and leaves and stuff just caked, and and his hands, his arms were hanging down too his size and I remember you know just following up this hair and I remember the hands I say they look like Herman Munster hands because there was no hair on the fingers or the back of the hand so much but the hair did hang down off his arms over the back of his hands if that makes sense just kind of fringed down and his nail blades were black. But his skin, which I could see, was uh, a taupe color, which was a grayish brown, just a not, and not dark, light. It was just a light taupe color. And so I'm going up, you know, and I get up to... The head, I don't remember much about the chest, and the the look, the face, the mouth was was so long, and it was a total grimace. The eyes were very dark, and it was a total, the mouth was turned down, and it was a total grimace. I never saw any teeth. And I never heard any noise. I never smelled anything. And this <laughs> this thought shot. I can't explain. That's why I say this, this thought was shot into my head. Okay, I can't explain. How, that's how I describe it. Why are you doing this? That's what is. That's what this thought come to me. Why are you doing this? There was another commotion behind my right shoulder. It was loud enough that it caught my attention because I thought, oh my God, there's more, which there probably was. I turned back around. He was gone. Wow. Gone. Now there was a huge pile of debris, bricks and stuff. It was another place the city through, you know, once they tear down a building or they, whatever, just a big pile. And it was probably, you know, it was a huge pile. Now, I'm pretty sure that's because that's where he was. He, he stepped out or he crawled out from behind that pile. He had to have. 
and how he got on his feet because he had to have been crawling because he had all this debris on his left side. He was gone. And I backed up. That's why I know that he was gone or I couldn't see him. I backed up to my vehicle. I walked backwards to my vehicle because I was so afraid that if I turned my back, that it would be, I'd be dead. I would be, I'd be gone. I'd be dead. And that story is something I don't tell very many people because it's so, uh, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, but that is exactly what happened to me. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you for sharing it with me. Um, I I believe you. <laughs> I don't think that sounds crazy. Uh, I can tell you that I'm pretty sure he was older. I'm I'm thinking if they have alphas, that he was the alpha. Uh, he was balding on top. Uh, his hair hung down like kind of like a lion's mane over his shoulders, but on top, you could see where it was had been broke off and, like, it was thin. But I couldn't see the top of his head. He was too tall. I mean, it just... I, I, and I can't gauge how tall he was because there really wasn't... I, 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 I can't tell you. I have no idea how tall he was. It was just damn lot taller than me I, or anybody that was in my life. I can... I mean... But you're you're breaking up on me again. Oh my gosh! As soon as you started trying to describe him, um, I hate to I hate to do that. Let me call you back one more time because it, it worked last time. So let's see if okay. we get. Okay, all right. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. Okay. And, uh, and I want you to describe it for me again because I was about to start asking questions about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank all right. you. All right. Hold on. We'll be right back. I want to take a second and talk to you guys about SquatchSurvivalGear.com. They have the gear that will keep you alive on the worst day of your life. Whether it's keeping a day pack, you know, in the trunk of your car in case of an emergency. Um, or having a 72-hour bag, you know, to keep at home in case it hits the fan and you want to get out of there. Uh, anything and everything in between. For bushcraft, hiking, camping, um personal protection they have it all go to squatchsurvivalgear.com it's a veteran owned business every single component of every product that they sell is made in America and you get cool names on your back you know like the rock ape like my personal bag Uh, I got the rock ape pack absolutely love it it holds everything I need in it for a good three day camping trip um, with room to spare, really. And the way it centers on my back, it rides good and high, so I have the perfect weight distribution. Um, the way the frame is set up, the straps, everything's fully adjustable. I'm absolutely in love with this pack. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com, check it out. Use promo code BUMP10, B-U-M-P-10, to save 10% on any product site-wide. Go check it out. Chris is a great guy. Um, he'll be on a future show, as a matter of fact. So 
check out his products, SquatchSurvivalGear.com. They got something from everybody, okay? It don't matter if you're into hiking, camping, um, survival, prepping, whatever. Go check him out, SquatchSurvivalGear.com. If that one works. Hello? Yes, I, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Now, I'm so sorry because I, I know that was at a very important part of the conversation. No, that's I, okay. Um, I, I was saying I I appreciate you for sharing it with me, and I believe you 100%. Um, it doesn't sound crazy. And you said that you believed it was older. Right. You were starting to describe exactly how it how it looked. Okay, yeah, I believe it was older, and I'm thinking it's just my thoughts. That is, it, as, like maybe possibly the alpha male. Uh, be, the only reason why I think he was older was that, I mean, his um, his hair hung down over his shoulders, almost like a, a mane, like he had like long hair coming off his head. He was like fat barrel a big i mean he was just very some of them are described like basketball players no he was he was uh very big all over and his top of his head i couldn't see the top of his head but you could see where it was like thinning and like it was the hair was broke off you know, on the top of his head. He had hair, like, sticking straight up, but it was very thin. And his his hair was like a, uh, almost like an orangutan color, uh, a brown uh, brownish red, uh, all over. He was pretty, I don't remember any gray. Uh, it might have been some gray on the chest, but I don't remember the chest very well and I couldn't see his feet um, because um, well I don't even remember looking down at his feet I remember turning around and I was staring probably uh, maybe at his belly button I I, I don't know I just know that um, um, I don't remember seeing anything below the knees to be honest yeah. Um, I mean, that's my recollection, and it's been um, almost six years ago. It'll be six years ago in February. My goodness. How close was he to you? Uh, um, I would say 30 feet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, very close. Very Man. close. It's so close that when I did, I mean, look, at, you know how you look at something straight on when it's big, you can't see the whole thing. You just see a part of it. Does that right. make sense? Yeah, yeah. You can only focus on so much at a time. Right, right. So, I mean, there was no sound. There was no smell. There, uh, only this horrible, and the grimace has stuck with me. 
that I said that the hatred that I felt in that grimace and that those words that I felt were shot in my head. Maybe I was asking myself, why the hell are you doing this? But I'll tell you the truth. I was in such shock that I don't think I was thinking anything. I was trying to take, trying to, I wasn't even at a point of uh, trying to get away. I was still trying to take it in that when I got to the, you know, looking up and up and up and up and seeing the face and the grimace, and that's when it just shot in that, why are you doing this? Yeah. Now, you know, that that telepathic message, or you know, I, I guess in the Bigfoot world they call it mind speak, um, that that's not too far fetched anymore. There's been so many people that have talked about this, Amy. That I don't see why anybody would ridicule you for for saying something like that when you have Les Stroud. You know, you have Survivor Man. Uh, he he's he said that he's had that happen. Right. Um. And the the fact is, you know, we don't know what we're dealing with exactly, so we don't know uh, to, to what extent their abilities are. I mean, as I'm just glad you shared that. Well, it's it's a I don't I really should I tell you the truth I haven't even told my husband because um he's you know he's not into Bigfoot he's very supportive of me um, I think that he is somewhat fearful um, which I completely understand. But I, I just can't. I, 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 I have a hard time sharing that story. Yeah. And uh, so. Do you want me to to edit this out, or do you want to share it? I, I'm going to leave that up to you. Um, I'm. I mean, it's been out there before. It's uh, Wes Grimmer. You know, I mean, I talked to him. Uh, Tony called him and wanted me to talk to him, and uh, that's when I, you know, it was kind of publicized. Um, and I, and I, I really think I lost uh, any, not that I had any credibility to begin with, because it didn't have, you know, I'm not like this big Bigfoot researcher, and I'm you know, in a little town and that nobody's even ever heard of or, you know, I haven't filed any reports with the BFRO or, you know, um, uh, um, and I did hear the what sounded like the Ohio sound one time, the Ohio owl. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, uh, and it was coming from the hillside of where I was going. Um, but, you know, it, it could have very well been somebody call blasting. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I, I can't recollect it that well to think to myself, it definitely 
was somebody call blasting. I don't know. I just know that I heard it uh, one time. And it was it was a howl. I mean, it was a, a long, drawn-out howl. Um, but uh, any credibility that I had, I think, went down the toilet. Um, simply because um, there isn't that many... because it was so, uh, when I say ghost-like, I just mean it was there and then it was gone. Right. Where did it go? Right. Well, I'll I'll tell you this, and this is just my opinion, but I don't think that this should hurt anybody's credibility. It's your experience. And if people don't want to believe it, that's just because it doesn't fit the parameters of what they're willing to accept. Mm-hmm. Um, that's again, that's nobody's fault. That's just how open they are, or or not. You know, it it can't discredit you because someone else, who by the way doesn't know exactly what a, a Sasquatch is or what it's capable of doing, happens to not be able to accept what you're saying. That that doesn't take anything away from you. Um, right. I, well, I'm uh, thankfully I'm at the age now where I just don't care anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's about where I'm at now. <laughs> now I know what happened. That's it. Um, uh, whether you know, I don't know what they're capable of. Was it? Was that? You know? Was it? Was it? You know, like a ghost type thing where. You know, I was the only one that was there, so, you know, uh, I do know that my dogs were, that was it, you know, for them. They were back at the vehicle. Um, I walked backwards. Um, I opened the hatch up. They jumped in, and I went home, and I was just, uh, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to, you know, I, I had no idea what just had happened. I don't. I don't blame you. I, it'd be kind of hard to process that. Um, so there you have it. I mean, I am still having some stuff happen on my husband's property. Okay. Just odd, odd stuff. I, you know, I, I, I never learn, and <laughs> so I, uh, just for, just for giggles, I set out a piece of. I set out a container of um caramel popcorn i put it in a tree that would catch me and uh well it did it disappeared and yeah and so i looked for that container on and off i would go out hiking out there and and look and uh all went along i never found it and we went back in the spring i think it was probably march and the container was on the trail wedged in a tree. Um, where it came from, I don't know. I've had some few other few things out there. I've seen some uh, eye shine. Um, I, I've, you know, we've heard, we've both heard uh, noises, um, sounds, calls, um, and I think. Quite frankly, I think my husband's scared now. Yeah. Uh, he, we will go out there, and I want to be. He actually got me a 
thermal imager for Christmas. And uh, I'm so excited about it. And uh, we went out there the other night, and he he definitely did not want to stay past dark. He was just <laughs> very nervous. And, and uh, so a lot of it I have to do on my own if I want to go. Right. Well, you know, if he's so nervous, maybe he has something that's went on that he hasn't shared with you. I, uh, you know what? I, I, I really do wonder that. I really, I do wonder. Um, I've also found some. I'm not going to say that there's structures, but there's something that's there that they will show up and then they'll disappear. Uh, like. You know, like the TP things. Um, uh, I have to. I can. I can definitely send you some pictures if you want me to. Yeah, I'd love. Um, to. If you want, I don't know if you post pictures up on your show or, or if you have a website or whatever. But I can definitely show you. Send you. Um, I'm pretty sure I still have the picture of the footprint in the mulch. Yeah, yeah, I'd love that. Uh, I. I have a bunch of pictures that people have sent that I need to post to the website, but um, I'm trying to get into YouTube and I'm I'm going to try to learn how to, you know, compile photos into a slideshow to play while the video is going on. That way they get an audio and a visual kind of thing. If people don't want to do a Zoom video. Right. Right. But yeah, I would, I would love anything that you want to send uh, to to help out with the visuals. But let me ask, uh, I guess Wes Germer coined it. I, nobody else can ask it. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's right, I know, right? <laughs> but what what do you think uh, that we're dealing with? What do you think Bigfoot is? Well, and he's also said he'd love it if it was just an ape. Right. That we haven't caught up with, but I am on. I don't know what he thinks. I actually never have heard his opinion uh, on what he thinks it is, but yeah, he's pretty slick at dodging that answer. Right? Yeah. I, yeah, I've never heard it. Maybe he has publicly come out, but I've never heard it, but I, I am a Christian uh, and I yep. am proud to, to uh, publicize my faith. Yes. Me too. I, and I, I believe the Bible for, what it is for what I believe what it says. So I do tend to think that they're on the line of the Nephilim, that they are, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I just read a, uh, I'm reading a book from Tom Powell. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, Hello? Yeah, I, I, I may have heard of him. Yeah, and he uh, talks about, like, the Aborigine people from Australia. Right. Um, and that they all, they apparently, like, they have psychic psychic abilities, that they communicate over long place, long uh, distances uh, through psychic abilities. And that really, since there's, you know, message in my head, you know, um, it interests me. And is it just something that we haven't been able to master? Um, you know, I don't, I think that they, there's definitely something 
um, supernatural with these guys, these folks, or whatever. I tend to also believe that there's somewhat um, uh, people, a tribe, if you will. Um, does that make sense? It does. Um, yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. Well, that's as good as anybody could answer. <laughs> <laughs> now, may I ask you what you think, and and you can edit that out or do what you know. But well, I, I'm I'm open. Uh, like like I told you earlier, I I used to think you know when I was a kid, it was just a a monster out there in Washington State or whatever, and then I thought, you know, as I got older and talked about it with my dad and stuff, I I said it was just a, a large undiscovered ape. It was like Gigantopithecus, uh, that it hadn't died out, and it's just a handful of them around, scattered throughout the world, open and closed case. That's got to be what it is. It's science, you know. But now that I've talked to so many people, I've heard so many different stories, um, read about it, actually looked it up for myself and read about it. Um, I had my own possible experience. I have no clue, Amy, uh, no clue what we're dealing with. I don't think that it's a big dumb ape. I think it's something very intelligent. Um, it could be, uh, well, like, like I said, I'm a Christian too. I don't, I don't think that it's some kind of unevolved man. I, I, I think it could be something other. You know, it's it's not a human, but it's not an ape. Right. But, um, and with their physical abilities, or their psychic ability, or you know, telepathic ability, yeah, who knows what we're capable of if we just realize that we're capable of it? Right. You, right. You know, we hold right. Ourselves by disbelief, in my opinion, uh, uh, through disbelief and what we ingest holds us back from being able to do some pretty supernatural things ourselves. That's very, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, that's interesting, um, and I was would agree with you with that. Yeah. I just have, I have no idea. Um, I'm not going to say it's an alien. I'm not going to say it's a monkey. I don't know what it is, but uh, I believe it's real. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, definitely real. Yeah, I do too. Thank you so much for calling me. Hey, it's thanks. always good to get the stuff off my chest. So thank you. Well, thanks for not giving up on me. I know. Oh no uh, way! Life just gets a little crazy, and uh, just weird things have happened lately too. The last month or so, it's been it's been hard to get something lined up. Huh. Hmm, but, that's interesting. But we're doing it. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, take care and um uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the PSR group. Yep, slightly. Okay. Well, I'm a I'm a attorney had to to kind of back out from that cuz he just had so much going on with the confessionals that um he asked me to be a a, a administrator so i'm administrator on that with a couple other guys and um we are in the works of planning on a uh some type of 
camping overnight, you know, like a expedition type thing. Uh, and I would be honored if you would uh, be able to join us. I don't have a date right now, but you holler at me when it is, and uh, I'll do everything I can to be there. I would love. Yeah, to. bring your wife, your children. I mean, it's going to be, you know, a family-oriented thing, um, and then it, it will possibly be probably in Pennsylvania, though. So I don't know if that would, you know, deter you, but yeah, I can let you know. Yeah, I love road trips anyway. So yeah, holler at me, and uh, if if it's any way possible, I'll be there. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for that invite. Thank you. You take care. Uh, you too, Amy. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on, share your story with us, go to thebumppodcast.com, click the holler at me button, and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time. Don't stop believing.